All right, everybody, after a little bit of a hiatus for the I Am Liberty podcast, the first episode that I'm releasing this year, January 2022, was an interview with my buddy, Frank DeVito. Frank is the leader of a nonprofit that you can find at www.dashua.com, and it's actually a nonprofit to help veterans struggling with their trauma to overcome and to heal from their trauma. So uh, it was really a pleasure just to get sit down with Frank. Uh, it's my first conversation with him really uh, at length. And as you can see from the episode, we just kind of we just kind of chat about whatever comes up. Um, and Frank gives his take on reality, on healing with trauma, on our true identities, and how that ties into healing. I'll go ahead and post the links to his nonprofit in the description for the episode, but if you have any questions, please reach out to me or Frank, and we'd love to chat. Hopefully you enjoy this episode of the I Am Liberty Podcast. You're joining me, right? Or am I joining you for yours? Oh, no, this is, yeah, that's great, right? Yeah, sorry, man. (laughs) No, totally, it's yours, I'm in. No, bro. No, I'm here. I I don't know, I'm I'm cool with just I'm visiting you. Huh? You're visiting me. I'm visiting you. But I'm visiting your your show. Oh, we're just, we're just. This is your show. We're conversing. Yeah, Um, it's great. So, so you, I mean, just now, you kind of took me back to high school. With you know like beats yeah like we're we're set up in your your podcast studio but it's also a music recording studio, yeah. and you've got just all these musical instruments around so that's what you were talking about you're talking about getting behind the drums, and then it just reminded like I had that flashback of like being in high school like somebody dropping a beat on the table like don't yeah and it's like go Esteban go Esteban it was just so embarrassing oh bro you're gonna have to give it no now you have to give it one of these days maybe I will but the reason why I think it's funny is because talk about trauma man Uh, like that's that's a traumatic experience when you're in high school oh bro you loved it man you got there and you were like I am the freaking man I'm the freaking man no words you didn't become embarrassed till after bro in the minute you were there though right you were all in that's true I showed up yeah that's the way I remember that that's funny man that's funny so so Frankie Francisco Francesco. Francesco. Okay. Yeah, but, yeah, but I'm Frank, man. I was like seven years old. I can't remember. Yeah. What are, what are you in third grade? I don't know. Seven something. I don't yeah. know. Yeah. Anyways, I was a youngster, dude, and uh, I was in. Uh, I was going into. It might have been first grade, but I had to spell my name, and I spell my name Frank, right? Because that's what he called me in my house, Frank, Frankie. Anyways, uh, so they started trying to have me spell Francesco, and I didn't know how. And they were mad at me for not knowing how to spell my name. And I was like, well, I don't go by Francesco. They're like, but your birth certificate is Francesco. And I'm like, yeah, but that's not how I, yeah, I mean, Francesco is Frank. Yeah. You know, I'm trying to tell them. And I'm a little kid having this argument, you know? Yeah. And they're like, well, you got to change your name or learn to spell it. And I said, well, fucking change my name. <laughs> I said, I can change my name? Excuse my mouth. <laughs> I said I could change my name, and yeah. so I did. I changed it to Frank legally, Little so that I could do that. So I could write Frank, and you just of don't, have, don't have to learn how to spell Francesco. I mean, I know how to spell Francesco, right? But I mean, as a little kid, I wasn't practiced at it, you know. Yeah, yeah. I knew how to spell Frank, but I but that's how I learned that I because I'm a Frank, you know. 
that's what I'm called, you know, so my, my father's maybe uh, the only guy growing up that, you know, with maybe in another occasional Italian guy would say, Francesco, you know, yeah. but mostly so my dad would just call, and he'd say, Francesco, Francesco, <laughs> he'd say things like that, you know, I'd be like, oh. All right, but that's just my dad. That's the only Straight guy who'd say it. from, like, Italy? Like, no, nah, just yeah, from just, just how Jersey. Jersey. You know, uh, yeah. it's, it's it's funny because, like, they, like, lose more and more of the of the word, I swear, the further west they come. Oh, yeah? From Italy. <laughs> 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 you know? To where... <laughs> I, I don't know where my, my, my gabagool instead of capicola and, you know, I grew up, these are the way that we said things. And that's not the way Italians say it <laughs> in Italy. You know, they don't say it like that. So, yeah. you know, yeah. language, man, as it gets farther away, Too, yeah, it's like changes. it's like our bastardized form of pizza, right? Yes. Yeah. Just, yeah. yeah. Well, I, you could call it bastard, but uh, it might. It's a good bastard. It's, it's, <laughs> a good bastard's yeah, good. Nothing wrong with those. Out American out pizzas too. are amazing. Man. Yeah. Yeah. You know? This is true. Um, cool, man. Well. Yeah, and we're we're sitting here in your in your recording studio. Yeah, yeah. Thanks for being here, man. Yeah, likewise. Thanks for having me. Yeah. So, Pleasure. so what are your thoughts like? Because I want to talk to you. You had a lot of. Um, you're just really connected with uh, with veterans and and veteran recovery, um, veteran trauma, if you will, and and all that stuff. Mm -hmm. um, so. You know, for me, like just being a veteran, being out of the service for going on two years now, uh, you know, there's there's a, there's a big loss, if you will, of identity, right? Mm -hmm. Like you just been through a lot of uh, just experience after experience after experience of where you're you're answering the call. Uh, granted, you signed the line, you your government owns you, and and so. Like, but then once you sign that line, like your life is not yours, right? And your life revolves around what the federal government requires of you, or sometimes the state government, right? If you're in the National Guard, that are subs. Sure, sure. That's yeah. a way to say it. Yeah. Um, I'd say the same thing, but I, you know, I'd say this, you know, my service requires certain things. My service commitment mm -hmm. required certain things of me, and that can come from whomever in our government system you know for me with a reminder that i mean our government system is us you know so so ultimately after all the bureaucracy everything everything we're doing in our service is you know for our people and our constitution right mm -hmm. uh so yeah so i mean if i'm taking a call from the fed or a call from the state or whoever you know they're like hey you need to go down and help here or you need to go do that wherever i'm getting orders to i'm gonna go to it right yeah, yeah. I, mean, I mean you're gonna do the same you're gonna do it like that yeah. it's the way we do it yeah. and it is a part of our identity isn't it it's like uh i have um i put some thought into that i you know i, I learned uh that uh there are some career paths where we um we do what I call hero work, right? We do this selfless work that is risk, um, 
prone, that uh, you know high risk, you know risk of life. And then um, <clears throat> we do that work, uh, and it's very very rewarding in ways that no other thing is rewarding. Um, to to put your life um, in the hands of your your comrades, your instructors, your you know this service, and you become a part of this body that can go into a place and and hold its own, and uh, you know take and give and do tremendous things, just alter history. Um, super powerful. It's really really big and. It feels important because it really is, you know, and then there's all that value of the self because of all that you've actually given in this service um, and seen others give. Yeah, man, I mean, it totally is an identity. Um, and uh, and that's that's a hardship that is pretty unique. I notice it with uh, the veteran and the first responder community, um, you know, some uh, other persons um, from churches and stuff who've been out serving, but the, you know, people who put themselves on the line like that and doing some selfless service. Uh, yeah, there's an identity thing, and uh, it can be a problem. <clears throat> it's good. I mean, it is what it is, and it's okay to be connected to the reality of what you do, right? What we do, mm. but uh, but but we're not only that. And when we come away from being that, it's really hard. When I, as I did that, it was really hard for me. And I talked to people who express this also. They recognize this thing, and you seem to be doing that. That you know, it's it's really a challenge because now all of those important things that you were doing, you don't have those, and there isn't you know, classified briefings to go to, and learn about these things that are really going on that people are doing where, you know, you're trying to save them face, you're trying to save people's lives, you're trying to do all these, like, glorious things, really good things. <laughs> and uh, and that's not, like, an everyday thing for everybody, right? It's not the way it is after you're out. It's kind of, yeah, shit. Yeah. <laughs> no, man, I, I, I really like what you said about, you know, there's a couple things. Uh, there's just a there's a reality to to what we did what we, you know what we experienced it's it's I mean if there's reality that is it right it's it's um, you know it's it's like a a conquest or a a journey or whatever um, whatever you would want to call it or label it uh, where where lives are at stake it's 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 life and death we're we're making decisions that could or could not lead to somebody living or somebody um, not living through through a, through a circumstance and that and that is you know the, the face of reality as we all experience it now the other thing that I like about what you said was because you know personally I can take a very cynical view about what we did what we did what we're doing like you know when we're called to serve uh, you know, our our fellow man country you know defend the constitution all that um if it was actually like you know legitimate right mm -hmm. um but but what you said about uh, about like why we're doing it and who it represents so 
So the government really does represent the people. So so you look at uh, who's to your left, who's to your right, who's in front of you, like who's who's a part of you, who's experienced life with you. Uh, that's that's really you know why you did it and 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 why you're doing it. And and so uh, whether whether it's a functional relationship or dysfunctional and you're just getting through and maybe you're angry maybe there's a lot of there's a lot of things you got to work through for the person on your left and your right uh, the reality is is like we share a, a common identity if you will we share a common uh, thread of, of you know brotherhood sisterhood all of that so so I, I hadn't really put it in those terms and that's actually one of the reasons why I like you know, recording stuff like this is because you, you kind of get down to the bottom of how others see things and, and why others have done what they've done and, and, yeah. and all of that. So, yeah, man. That's pretty cool. That is cool. Yeah. Good as, uh, this, uh, man, you said some good stuff right there. Um, this, just said something and I had this my that's why I'm stuck because my head went down this response chain before you finished and so I waited and then I forgot gotcha what you were saying okay yeah was uh, it was it about reality was it about um, yeah yeah it was in that in that yeah. it was in that uh section yeah yeah you said uh yeah, I saw I saw a light go off, so sorry. Yeah, man. Yeah, there. no, yeah, no, it's good. <laughs> I uh, I should have spoke up. I yeah, uh, but yeah. I because you're it's good, you're man. Good, I was feeling you, man. You're good. Um, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. That's right. Yeah. Well, and and I want to maybe go down that that path a little bit more because I, I feel like just uh, just your experience uh, in the military. And your experience outside of the military and everything in between, right? Uh, you you face that a lot. You you you're, you face reality, and and I think if there's something, at least personally, that I would observe about uh, maybe some of the problems that we have is we're being um, uh, we're being sold an alternate reality or we're maybe not able to come to grips with like what is real and, and, and what's not and yeah. so um, yeah. I I don't know man like reality I think is, is just one of those things that we all have to face and um, and so what what would be your like I guess uh, take on on what is real what is reality like what like as you've gone through maybe like your journey in the military and all that like what 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 would you say is, is probably like, I don't know. I don't even know what I'm trying to get at here. Like yeah. yeah. Um, a journey of reality, if you will. Yeah. So I think, I think I understand what you're saying. I'm, I'm tracking. And, uh, there, there was a lot of heartbreak for me in the last, uh, few years um, watching as I've not I'm no longer in the service and uh, and watching as things change 
and um, the way that we handled uh, a war that I uh, invested a lot into um, and uh, and I know uh, I have an account you know my own account of what we were doing there and uh, and and the kind of work uh, and there's a lot of it you know it's not like uh, we're just you know one simple answer that we can uh, dislike or, or not right there's a lot of complexity and it's really um, deeply important to me right and so over the last several years watching our politics um, uh, shift away from like anything but talking about like responsibility that, or uh, or the things that we're actually responsible for you know there's like this constant um, gameplay with politics and it's to be expected to some degree right because it's politics um, you know and there's election cycles and uh, you know just you know but watching the people um, get caught up in that to where uh, <clears throat> We've, I observed us lose touch with, with reality, with what we were doing in Afghanistan, um, with why we went to Afghanistan, with who's going to Afghanistan and why they're going there and how they're coming back. Uh, you know, it, it, it just became a sort of a show. It's just a show, a shit show, you know? And, um, and, and then in the midst of all of that, there were a lot of really important things spoken about, right? Uh, an incredible opioid ep epidemic, a suicide epidemic, uh, the drugs, the the drug scene, like how, we, and we never we don't hear a lot about that, but there's a lot of drugs. I mean, it has increased a lot, mm -hmm. you know, and I'm I mean a lot, right? We've read the reports; the, yeah. they're fucking oh, legit. Yeah. The numbers are high. Yeah, you know, meth, cocaine especially meth, uh, heroin, and cocaine. Um, those numbers have just been like crazy. Anyways, and all of that stuff uh, matters a lot, right? In the meantime, there's other things that people, that matter to some of us, right? Um, there's some people who are dealing with some things that they perceived themselves to be dealing with. Um, and, and I'm not without uh, empathy towards people's, um, you know, politics, right? Like, we should be speaking up about what's going on, yes. But I watched us just destroy truth in the sake of these things. Like, we just threw what was really going on out the window. I've been on, I can't say how many uh, interviews with people who brought me on to ask me what I thought about um, getting out of the war and things like this. And even before then, going into war and the and the lack of understanding of what was really going on that people present. So like, it was like, it blew my mind, broke my heart. It really is heartbreaking to me. Because I say, you know, and I, because I said it on some of the social media back in like 2012 or 13 or something like that, that hey, you know, I get that you guys have things going on right now and you want it to be about you and it is about you, right? But we're still in the middle of a huge thing that we endeavored to do, and you're ignoring them, and you're ignoring us, you're ignoring it, the realities, the truths, and you're listening to, and they listen to any bullshit, crazy story that came out, 
So anything that was wild and fucking politically chargeable, anything that they can turn into a grenade, they did. And you heard about all that stuff. But in the meantime, I felt like, I have felt like, we've just gradually forgotten what we were really doing there, why we were really doing it, the successes that we were actually producing, and why those things are successes, because they were we were there for a reason, you know? But then we filled the hearts and minds of our people with all these other reasons to be there. And so everybody's got their own freaking reason for why they think we're there. And in the meantime, you know, we're over there having accomplishments with limited resources because they kept cutting it back more and more. Um, it's like crazy. It was just, it's just madness, man. It's crazy to me. And so that's a check on reality. Like where the, where did you actually go? You know, you went into all these other stories and all these other things in the media, right? And the people were super connected to the media. You know, we've been really, really connected to it. And then they just keep, we just kept increasing the connectivity to the media. You know, till we got to where on the social media, we're getting like third, fourth, fifth hand accounts and like total fabrications, like total fabrications. There was some, it was around 2014, um, I started noticing it real bad where I would, somebody would post something, I'd be like, that's a tremendous thing, that headline. That's not real. It's against everything I know is actual and factual. Can't be real. So I'd read. And then I'm going, wait a second, this is totally fabricated. I'm going, where is these, this riot over these uh, immigrants? Where is this taking place? And I go and I look at the pictures they're using and the phrases they're using and the places they're saying it's reporting from. And I find out that it's a, it, yeah, there was a riot. It, it was not this thing. It was, uh, it was the police union and, um, and the workers union getting in a, starting at shit with each other on the streets of France. Anyways, <clears throat> total misreporting, telling total lies, and there was a ton of that, like a lot of that, a lot of that. I don't know if you remember that or were tracking on that, but I, was, no, I watched I, that, and I said, dude, this is... And then I watched my friends and people I knew not discern that this was fabrication. And that started tripping me out when I started realizing that we were like... Then the conservative party and the, so the Democrats and the Republicans started getting like, it was like the, a cultural social media wave of like information about what these guys are came out. And I, I, I was like, dude, we're being attacked. This is a, this is an outside attack on our government, on us, on our people. This is an attack using social media platforms. And, um, and I'm still like, you know, dumbfounded that when we start realizing that that was what was going on, uh, that we haven't picked up and like stayed with that. There's still so many people who are, who are like still thinking that, you know, all these other things. And I'm going, dude, you don't understand. We're under attack. Like you, you got to get your head out of your made up, make believe freaking world. Yeah. And, and, and the word attack, like. No. Like that we don't quite understand like like how the, the how those attacks are happening, and who is responsible for those attacks. I, I think it's it's all very obfuscated, right? Because like you said, everybody kind of takes what they will based on their life experience. They're interpreting things different ways. Sure. And so it's really it's really hard to to really piece together this this whole story. But it, it, it's it's all just kind of power play now. I think maybe what like part of what you're getting at because 
I have a background, you have a background in intelligence, right? Mm -hmm. And we would have to sift through a ton of information yeah. and engage what's the veracity of this. Like, yeah. and, and kind of scale like, okay, so this can be true based on these factors. This can be uh, maybe a little untrue. It can have half-truths based on these factors. And we have to really suss that out, write our reports on it and all of that. Mm -hmm. So, so to a trained eye, it's maybe a little bit easier to see through some of the bull crap because it's like literally just like a couple of steps and yeah. you can kind of see like, okay, well, this is fabrication or it's, um, or, you know, it's a part truth or it's just, um, you know, like, oh, hey, this actually is legit. It maybe has a slant on it that I wouldn't necessarily agree with, but most of it is true. Yeah. Um, and for me, I guess that's important because um, when I think about my life experience and everything that I thought I knew versus everything that I've come to know and everything that I still don't know, uh, I feel it's all very, very, very like nuanced and narrative based. Mm -hmm. Like there's a lot of interpretation that I can do personally in my mind and make decisions based on those interpretations um, that are helpful or hurtful. Mm -hmm. And and I think we, we find ourselves as veterans in that situation a lot too. Like we're, um, you know, maybe questioning our purpose, our identity, our next mission and all of that. And a lot of that can be sorted out in my mind, um, you know, just, just through some basic, uh, basic practices and principles that, that really root us in what's true. Because we can, we can get into these dark places and start to spin out of control Sure. Um, yeah. and, and, uh, you know, some, sometimes the only way to get out of that is to come face to face with, I guess, you know, whatever it is, whatever our reality is. And, and, you know, I, I think, I think we forget that. Um, and I don't know why, why I'm monologuing about this exactly, but maybe I'm trying to make a point about, um, the, the fact that as veterans and, and going through experiences where we had to deal th deal with um, what was being sold and told to the American public versus what was actually true um, and and uh, trying trying to piece through like you know these these half truths and all of that um, I think it maybe puts us at a bit of an advantage right now um, where we can yeah. potentially, step up and be like hey we know and we have an obligation because we know but i don't know if that's necessarily true or not dude totally i mean so there are the things that we do know right and those things we ought to be sharing and communicating with each other i, I used to have this i, I have a, a faith right in people and i believe in truth and i believe that we, as a people, uh, tend towards it. That's what we really want. I don't. I don't think that we. Um, I don't think this other idea that's that's prominent that we prefer. Uh, you know, easy, and I'd rather have it. You know, made up and not know what's really going on than know what's really going on and make good decisions based on truth. Right. Um, yeah, and and you know that that's a matter of responsibility, and a lot of there's a lot of confusion I think in 
not just the veteran community, but in the world, um, about what is responsibility, how to take it, um, and, and what does it mean when we take responsibility. I used to have this opinion that, um, it, you know, the more I was doing, the more responsibility I was, I was showing, right? The more I could show, do, the more I could show that I was responsible. But responsibility is, um, is, is more about ownership about the, of the truth. Uh, it's more about how you communicate with the world than it is how much you're doing in the world. Um, and so when I learned that, you know, it was a little bit of a paradigm shift that, hey, you know, <clears throat> if I understand the truth and I operate and I function within it and I, and I understand that there are things out there that are, you know, trying to vie for my attention and say that I am truth, I am truth, I am truth, listen to me, listen to me, I'm all out here. But if I have a basic understanding of reality, you know, if I'm an educated person, at least to, you know, a high school degree, uh, you know, where I, I can have basic conversations, I know how to speak my language, and, uh, you know, and I can understand it if people know how to explain, so I can learn, you know. That's as much as you need to have, and you can, and you can continue down the path of learning about whatever, and investigating, and studying, and learning things. Um, the question is also, what is important? So when we look at threats, right, there might, I mean, there was a ton of attack. There was a lot of, like, campaigning, we'll call it, right? A lot of different campaigning. And and it felt like attack to me because the, the strategies were very clearly, to me, they were clearly, um, you know, irregular warfare type um, tactics. And I watched them unfold and uh, and learned about their sources, where they were coming from to some degree, you know? varying, uh, you know, it's coming from all over the place, and and what's the root of all of that exactly, you know, there's different fronts, but anyway, so I look at this stuff, and I'm able to observe it, and say, yeah, okay, well, you know, this thing with, with Iran, you know, everybody freaking out about going to Iran, like, we're gonna, like, tr you know, this is back when Trump was gonna get us into Iran, you know, mm -hmm. no, he wasn't, you know, and I try to say that to people, like, come on, man, like, Look at Iran, and look at us. Come on, dude, you're not gonna, that's not what's going down, man. These people aren't thinking that way. They're not stupid, you know? They might be a little insane, some of them, but, you know, we got insane people here, too. <laughs> so, you know, but, but we have to watch out for that, and them, and each other in that way. And that's, and that's where I'm thinking, and this is where it's really at, is mm -hmm. that, you know, it's important for us, if we understand and we know and we can be grounded, grounded, to the things that are like most important, first and foremost, like that you can breathe. You know, that you are here and you can breathe, breathe. You can control that. You have that, it's yours. Oh, good. You know, so you could, so you and a hole in the ground are enough for you to be able to sit still and do something, right, and be present. You've got that. Uh, you know, but then, and then, then on from there, right? Like we start to contemplate and, and try to solve problems and, and look at them. Um, but I think too many of us and myself too included, you know, we get all spun up and, you know, it, it just the, just the downpour of so much information, so much information, disinformation, it's just so much shit to sort that we're just occupied and overwhelmed constantly. And it's almost like you don't have time 
for your freaking job <laughs> or your family yeah. or your, you know, it's yeah. almost like you don't have time for, you know, your school, your love interests, your yeah. passions. You don't have time for none of that stuff because you got all this other stuff going on. The world's going to end. We're about to melt down. Don't you know? It's a freaking nuclear time clock is uh, moved an inch closer. Yeah, you know? democracy is under threat. Oh, democracy is under yeah. threat. You know? Oh, this isn't, yeah, we're not democratic enough yeah, yeah. At, in the Senate. Come on, dude. It's all over the place like that. Yeah. It's all over the place like that. Yeah. So, and anytime you hear the meltdown information, you take a step back and just consider this. I've watched the government be shut down a number of times. Nobody stopped working. Everything kept going on like normal. Everything kept going on like normal. Yeah. So, so, <clears throat> so if that's reality baseline, and it is reality baseline, anytime somebody's throwing me any kind of thing about, you know, the, the fucking sky is falling. Yeah. Uh, you know, yeah, no, yeah. not really. We're going through a pandemic. We're still coming out of the tail end of that. It's a global, it's pandemic, you know, so it's this global reality that everybody had to face and deal with, and they all dealt with differently. But people are, like, losing their minds, like we're, uh, you know, it's a scam. All right, man, maybe. It's always a scam. Maybe it's always a scam. Maybe this whole fucking thing is the matrix. But how are you playing the game? Like, what are you doing here? Right? Yeah. You know, are you here just to watch everybody else be a shithead? And you call it out and say, okay, oh, yeah, these guys, all oh, the Dems are trying to overthrow the freaking Republicans. The Republicans are trying to overthrow. And everybody's trying to take, you know, and Russia just wants a fucking port, for Christ's sake. Excuse my mouth. That was... Excuse my language, but you know what I mean. We'll just click the Russia little, just like, wants support. Box and... just, Russia just wants support. <laughs> yeah. But all that stuff's going to be going on in the world because that's what's going on in the world. Yeah. You know what I mean? And uh, and it was going on before all of that crazy stuff came on, like as though the world was going to end. Yeah. Dude, I've been since I was a kid. These apocalyptic like predictions and things coming to pass and stuff and. The, it's like, you know what I get out of that? Out of the Bible and the scriptures talking about that stuff? I get that uh, there's always going to be those things. That shit just is there. The wars, you know, the fucking threats, uh, the gangs, the mob, you know, all that stuff's there. But I ask you what, how many people in your neighborhood are straight like mob right now, you know? Who, who, who are you working with to freaking, you know, rob this guy or that guy? Like, are you, how many people in your community, in your social circle right now are trying to overthrow the government? Now, if, if you're answering, you know, that all of them, then, you know, you're in a pocket. Okay. There's a bigger pocket outside where like, there's very few, you know, yeah. I'm a, I'm a, I'm a constant overthrower of the yeah. government. Yeah. <laughs> We've set the government up that way so that every few years we can overthrow it. Cause it, but the way that it's established is it's the people for the people of the people by the people. So, you know, we can do that with the vote. It's just, we gotta be careful with the way that we try to push that to the people trying to get sway people's influence and attention. Cause it's uh, the game that we've played on the social media front has been really, really bad and divisive and is a real threat to, uh, to our country. It really is. That's a, the way that we did that was, uh, was uh, dangerous. Well, and something you said earlier, I can't remember if it was uh, before we turned on the mics or, or not, but you, you said that 
you have that fundamental like belief and faith in in human nature right yeah and so i like to think of it because right now i mean we're it's kind of it's kind of hard to see above the muck and mire you know unless you're completely detached from it um but i like to think that like eventually we will we will get to that place where um we're like the better angels of our nature if you will begin uh, to overtake what we're seeing currently in, in social media yeah uh, we we learn to take control of that so and, and you said that you said like taking control right you can breathe um something that i like to do is is also like in addition to remembering dude i'm alive like uh, this is this is a good fucking start yeah <laughs> like yeah like i can breathe you know yeah um and and if i acknowledge that like you know, despite all the, all the shit that I thought I went through or actually did go through, um, you know, like we're off to a good freaking start, man. Like I, I could breathe and, and I can control that. And what else can I control? I can control my thoughts. What do I want to focus on? I want to, I want to focus on what I'm grateful for. I want to focus on, um, you know, the, the great people that I have in my life. You're, you're petting your, your pup right now. You know, hey, mm -hmm. this is a good thing to be grateful for. Heck yeah, man. Heck yeah. <laughs> you know, companionship. Mm -hmm. So, I don't know. That's, that's kind of what I think of when I think of control. Um, and, and, you know, like what, what, what we can control. But the uh, name of the podcast is I Am Liberty. And it's, it's I am dot, dot, dot. So there's a little ellipses. And, and then there's liberty, but there's there's a possibility for all of us to kind of define what it is that we are, and that's kind of why that ellipsis is there. This one just happens to be liberty, but you can be anything else you want to be. Um, but I guess my uh, my question for you, sir, is uh, like what are what are your thoughts when you think of liberty? Like what what is your what is your take on on like fighting for liberty, preserving liberty, or just living a life of liberty. Yeah, that's a that's a solid question, man. Um, well, you know, there's uh, come on, you got to be over here. I'll, come on, you're gonna hit you're hitting the mic stands with your big old tail. I don't want to touch you, dog. How about that? Yeah. Go away. I'm done. That's what this means. I'm shaking my hands on them. Yeah. This means I'm done. So, you know, I want to, you know, I, I, I want to answer that question with something simple. And I'm, and, uh, I'm like, dude, there's like various simple answers, <laughs> <laughs> you know? Uh, <clears throat> I think, uh, for me, Liberty is uh, my ability to uh, be free, who I actually am, um, without uh, um, any kind of coercion uh, or legal, you know, obligation to be another thing, you know. Um, <clears throat> laws and all right I, I can I can practice my religion um, I can study anything I want to learn anything I want to go into I can do that uh, I have 
tons of public resources here. So I have like, on top of my liberty, I have a lot of um, privilege, you know, mm -hmm. because, you know, I, I live in America, man, and I have public libraries everywhere. Uh, I have all these different states who have different books at their libraries and, um, and access to any of them. I can just drive across this country being the same freak I was when I left, you know, the other side, you know, I can be whoever I am here and I'm okay. And that's okay. Uh, you know, there, that doesn't mean there's not problems and things that have to be worked out still. Right. Cause if I'm like socially like anti everybody, then, uh, you know, it's going to be a little bit of a different experience than if I'm like super want to learn how culture works and how people are and want to embrace them. Right. You know, yeah. it's two totally different experiences are going to come out of that same thing, but that Liberty to be able to be either mm. to be able to be who I am, just however that is. And, uh, um, and then, you know, we have some rights here that are also privileges that we, we have, we have a recognition of Liberty as a, as a fundamental, uh, part of the human condition. If a man is to be happy, and I mean mankind when I use that term, man is to be happy, it's, it must be in this way. They must freely be able to discover who they are, uh, who their God is, um, who they love, uh, why they love, right? Like, uh, without that liberty, um, it's a, there's always a question of fraud, of insincerity, right? of not real and nobody wants to get to the end of a you know 60 to 85 maybe 100 should you be lucky 105 years right you know nobody gets to the end of the lifetime and says uh well i sure hope all of that was bullshit unless they've been living a shitty life full of bullshit right where they just can't believe how nonsense everything always is yeah do you know what I mean? So I mean, that's liberty to me, right? And mm -hmm. I think liberty is not a, that's an everybody's got it. Yeah. It's yours, man. You know, be free with the truth. This brings me back to something. This is something you wanted, you started saying, and I want to talk about, and that's in our identities. So, so I learned to do a work um, in order to reclaim my identity from the things I do. A friend of mine named Jake Clark um, stopped me after asking me when I first met him. Um, he said, uh, he said, tell me about yourself. And I said, oh yeah, and I started to just tell him a little bit about my service, you know. And he goes, yeah, no man. He's like, no, it's asking about you, not your stories. And you know, he's like, I said, he's like, you know, you're not your stories. And that sat with me weird, you know, because I was like, what the frick do you mean, dude? You know, what is that? Is that even? And I've come to understand, you know, that, you know, I, I have um, stories from different careers I've had, um, different places I've lived, different friends and communities. I've families I've developed and been a part of. And <clears throat> and um, and while those stories um, affect who I am, they aren't who I am. They're my experiences, right? They're my stories. And I share those stories. I have shared stories with other people because I'm a 
social person. Um, and so that I have these experiences that I've had with others too, right? That I can look at and like, we can talk about things from war and, you know, and, and, uh, you know, and making podcasts and, and caring about people. So we, we can make these things together and have these experiences. And I have, I have those, um, because of that. But, uh, the identity isn't the stories, what I've discovered. The identity is really, um, the, the person I truly am inside. And to get to that, I, you know, I had to look back. Um, I've had to embrace the inner self, uh, the child-like self, right? Uh, the person who was conscious from the time I could barely walk, right? Yeah. That is who I really am. So I really am still, this is the thing I came from. I'm a I'm a human being, and if you've ever raised a child, a human child, you know that they're like extremely frail, right? Like these things, we can't, we don't live by ourselves as infants. It's just not a possibility. It just isn't happening. So, so this is a, a reality of who we are. You know, we're we're these children. When I realized that, when I come to understand that, it it, it revealed a lot more to me, and it continues to teach me. But when I remember that and that that's who I'm, I am, then I have this personhood that precedes any of my experiences in life. So, so, so it's almost like a relief to let go of a thing I've been doing, right? Like, like I was a, I was a warfighter. I've been a warfighter. I'm a warfighter, a, a professional, right? A little rusty because I'm retired. I'm a veteran, but, but, uh, but I still have that. I am that, right? But it isn't all I am. It isn't who I am. It's not everything I am. You know, I I am a child, right? And this and that, to me, you know, you know, and to be religious about it, this is that makes me more like God, because I can learn anything, and I can experience anything, and I can't help myself but to accept the reality of where I am and what I've got, because it's all there is. It is it. Here I am, all of it, right? And uh, and I'm gonna one more thing, just to. No, I think it's great. One more thing, so to go with this yeah. too. I had a friend of mine, uh, Terry McAdoo, and he said, uh, he said to me, you know, he's not a big, uh, you know, he's not a big, he's not a religious guy, right? Um, you know, you might call him, you know, atheistic, right? Uh, re religion isn't really. His, his back, but he had an experience and he shared this experience with me and it was a very, you know, you, you might say religious experience. It was a really awesome experience and I think it's very relative to what I'm trying to say here too. What happened to him, he, he had this realization <clears throat> that uh, he was present in a universe and this whole universe it's present right now. It's there, all of it. All that you don't know, you know. All that you don't know, you don't know. All that you know, and all that you don't know, it's all out there and it's present right now, whether you know it or not. But you can know it, that it is. Well, he realized that. And he also realized, when he realized that, is that he cannot exist 
in some bubble where everybody else isn't and all the rest of the world isn't and all the rest of the worlds without end aren't. You can't exist in that world because it doesn't exist. It isn't a place. Okay, so, you know, we you brought up some of this stuff uh, early on, like, you know, the, the virtual reality, this whole other world that we're trying to, like, live in these, like, fake worlds, right, these bubbles. And what Terry realized and what we all have a... a uh, we all have a come to Jesus at some point in our life where we realize the the reality of where you are right now and that you're a present here and that this is a universe and it is grander than you know and you will not know all of these things ever in your lifetime and and if you maybe ever know all of these things you'll be sitting next to God by that time because you'll be equals with him right you'll be up there to know it all that's that's what's really going on. That's where you're really at all the time. That's where we really are. When we get that, when I as when I accept this, you know, my identity becomes um, something I I don't need because I just am who I am. I am. You know. And uh, and that that's I think the I think that's the big uh, missing piece for our our woes right now, you know, to help correct us. It's just to kind of remember who we are before any of the other things that we think we are, or we try to be, or we seek to become, or, you know. Yeah. And, and I feel like that is probably the ultimate reality, right? Is, is when we remember who we are, uh, you know, it just, it, there's, there's a piece to it. And, and I don't think I can say it any better than, than you said it because you, you alluded to it when we realize who we are and, and you may come to conclusions in different ways and, and have your different version of who God is and what Christ might represent to you and all of that but the reality that when we understand our identity that my needs, my wants, my fears uh, my uh, my greatest aspirations, all of the dreams, all the things that I want to become, like those things that I hold dear to me is something that if I understand that about myself, I can understand that about others too. Yeah, man. And that, and that, that everyone around you um, has that same identity, right? They're, they're that same, uh, they're that same individual, they're that same child that that has those same needs, wants, desires, dreams, wishes, and and with that understanding, I think comes comes a lot of liberation, a lot of freedom, mm -hmm. and a lot of just cutting through the bullcrap and and getting real about about how to solve problems, how to how to get along, and and really how to how to move forward in in a crazy 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 environment because I think one helpful reminder for all of us is that we're just kind of a infinitesimal speck on this little round thing that's floating through space and it's all you know going around the sun and then we're all going around the galaxy and it's just you know we're, we're just and we're all part of that right it's yeah. um, uh, Neil deGrasse Tyson says 
uh, that you know we are made of star stuff, right? The yeah. iron, the iron in our blood, is, is you know was part of the stars, and, and you know so so even before that time that we were a child, right? We we existed in, yeah. in a lot of ways, and so to remember that and to try and act accordingly, I think is probably uh, probably a key lesson that we can all we can all try and remember. So, Dude, for sure. Yeah. For sure. <laughs> yeah. Oh man, that in my head. Yeah. I remember this way that I envision the creation story, mm -hmm. right? And I picture uh, the, the 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 matter as it was, you know, uh, and then the matter as it is, as it's becoming and turning into mm -hmm. uh, the things we now know and can, can sense and see, you know, yeah. and know is there. Uh, <clears throat> But I see it that way, like we were there, like all the way from the beginning, all the way to the full creation of and of this world and the worlds. And uh, you know, we often hear these stories of like the Big Bang, and that's oh, that's such a big deal right now because of the Webb telescope. You know, I'm so excited about that too. Oh yeah, the, the telescope. Yeah, James Webb. Yeah, man, yeah. so rad. Anyways, you know, that's a big deal right now. We're watching that, and uh, uh, yeah, man. You know, I I I think this way. I think this way because this is a reality. This is a this is the secular, um, and I really think it's so. The closer we get to this stuff, the more the closer I can get to using secular language to talk about religious things, mm -hmm. because because we are so close, right? Like, I, I'm talking about uh, creation in the beginning of life as we know it, right? And we have a religious tradition that presents that idea and uh and it's a rich tradition and it's and it's you know as old as civilization and um and then we have science that like you know exposes that thing and i love it man i just think that it's a uh, and every every time every bit of it that gets exposed every little bit more that we can have we are that much closer to uh you know our god right you know we mo we know uh what our god understands and knows that much more you know every little bit of it that we get right and now that's now me i've crossed right into religious conversation by talking about god so freely but that's and that's a hard thing to do to have like a secular conversation about god but i have to do it a lot um, because i try to be un not offensive when i'm when I'm talking to um, people, because I want to have the real conversation, and I don't want people's, I don't want our like biases and our our different attitudes about how you know right we are or how wrong somebody else is, you know, to mess up the conversation because the conversation is really where the real discovery is at, and I think that's the true religion, you know, is to be in that pursuit of truth, right? God is truth, God is love. All of those things are all present in that entity, uh, and I can also have those things all present in me, and that you know helps me relate. That that's that's my ideal. That's where I'm after, and that's what I think we all are. But anyways, yeah, man, that's a yeah. So kind of a little thrown. What did you think? What do you think? Um, 
Well, and I brought this up with a with a recording that I did with um, with uh, Jimmy Rex, uh, real estate agent out of uh, Orem, and he says where the spirit of the, or sorry, not he says, but what I told him and what it says in the scripture, uh, and I it's I think it's in the New Testament um, is where the spirit of the Lord is, there's liberty, oh, and and. Um, I think, uh, like what what I think of, is the closer we get to. Um, is that still recording? Yeah. Okay. Cool. Oh, thanks, bro. <laughs> um, That's how you dried out. The the closer we get to understanding our true identity, um, like the the more free we become the more at liberty we are to to make decisions and do um do what it is that our heart wants us to do right you think about all the great men and women who have made history like i think they were they were confident in their identity and they acted accordingly um you know i think i think of like henry ford um you know i i think of uh uh andrew carnegie i i think of uh, abraham lincoln George Washington, like all these, all these, um, you know, I just said men, those are the only one, you know, talk about Susan B. Anthony, um, or Rosa Parks, you know, these people who are true to themselves, like they were free and they freed the world uh, in their own way by being true to themselves and what they felt like their calling was and they understood their identity. Um, and, and so, I mean, I, I think that's, I think you, you're exactly right. Like when we, when we get closer to that, um, to that identity, that's that's kind of where where we begin to um, really uh, really get in some cool territory. I think as far as like creation and what we can create, yeah. what we're capable of creating, yeah. Yeah, and for sure. and what we're capable of creating with others. I think too. So yeah, yeah, yeah. So, I see. I like that. It's, in my, I think that uh, it's important to for me to say that. Um, I know that when you, when I get to thinking, oh, dude, I can understand and embrace this reality of all this. This thing is unfathomable, but I can get it. Like, I get that it's real. It's there. So maybe it's not totally unfathomable. It's just so much bigger than me and bigger than I thought, right? Um, and uh, uh, maybe uh, it's important to recognize also that... Um, I, I know that God's there. For me, I, I have this faith, and I, I, I know God. I've come to know God. God has communicated with me and been present with me in some incredibly challenging places where I, you know, was proven with God, right? So I have a strong faith um, and commitment to uh, God because um, of the presence uh, that he's afforded me uh, and the love and the Things, I mean, I felt miraculous things in horrifying places and positions where I was able to stay cool and keep it together and be close uh, to him, even though I was in the midst of, like, horrific violence, you know. And um, anyway, so I think recognizing, though, that he's there. So, so he doesn't need me to be all of the things that he is, right, because he's doing that. You know, and he's got, and there's others besides me, right? He's got all of us. There's generations of us that went before us, right? So we have all of the ancestors. 
we have ourselves now, we have our posterity, uh, for as long as we can keep posterity alive, right? We have this. And, uh, and, and so he doesn't really, he doesn't need me to be all of those things. So I can buckle down to the things that I can do and the things that I, um, want to do, you know, and I, <clears throat> and I can find that love for those things again, you know, talk about trauma. I, uh, you know, I have PTSD and, um, a side effect of PTSD is that, <clears throat> you know, you'd start to lose interest in things that you really, really love and enjoy. Um, and it, and it's a hard thing. Um, but it's, it uh, happens. It happens because of the, what is happening in the brain with PTSD. It's like frying stuff out and messing up, um, connections. And, um, anyways, and it takes a lot of work to, um, recover from that. So we talked about, you mentioned recovery earlier, right? Mm -hmm. And, uh, it takes a lot to recover from that. Um, because uh, it is what it is, man. It's like real damage, you know? And just being able to suddenly magically be, oh, I, I connect with um, making music again, you know? When I've been like dead inside for fucking two years, you know? <laughs> right? Like, oh, I suddenly I can feel, you know, passion and compassion and all these things because, uh, you know, it doesn't happen like that. It doesn't just like magically suddenly. But... It, it takes work. It's taken me work to, you know, and it takes consistency with that work. I have to adapt to this condition that's occurred, uh, and it takes time to do that. And uh, and it's cool though because it takes also some like real recognition of what's going on. So I I have to make conscious decisions to try to connect with the things I love. I have to do it. I have to do the work with it. And I have to find ways to be able to do it, to let go a little bit. Um, you know, if I'm resistant and I can't connect, you know, medication might be good because it'll help me to, you know, connect, right? Yeah. Uh, and, and once I can get past that resistance, I can start to recover because I can start to feel again. And that's, you know, and that also ties in with those like responsibility and a bunch of other things, but... But that's a, you know, that's a reality we have to face. It's, we have that reality and that's reality and we have to face it, you know? Um, I, uh, I mentioned earlier, I was kind of upset because I felt like society was given all this attention to these things that were like so far from anything that mattered to me at the moment. Mm -hmm. Um, not that they didn't matter to me, but they were far from top of my list. Top of my list was the stuff that we were engaged in right then, which involved the taking of a lot of life. The exchange of life happened, and and it, there was a lot of blood. Okay, right? You know, we'd been in war. It's a lot of real, you know, taking life is a sacred thing, man. It's a you got to honor everything about it you gotta do that right i feel i have to um you know and some people don't and i know that um but i really feel like i have to i feel like i have to connect with the truth of it and and that's probably got a lot to do with my religious you know uh um, background and position 
but it's a reality, you know, and as I, uh, as I try to face my trauma, uh, the results of the trauma, I have to embrace, you know, all of the truth, right? Um, once I got past where, you know, I can be present in talking about, like, and being with the things that have occurred and not have, like, weird, you know, not have it be a constant battle where it's, like, always on my mind and it never stops and, uh, I can't, you know, trying to figure, like, as if I'm trying to figure out a, a, a problem, um, to some massive complex thing, and really it was, but, you know, all that stuff, uh, is able to subside over time because I engaged the things, you know, face to face in real life and with people, with others. Wow. So we, you know, so we all, so I confronted it and I didn't confront it alone. I had, there's people there and, you know, we do that, right? And you got to do that together. Mm. Um, inappropriate places. It's very important to talk. It's not so important to talk all the time. Mm -hmm. You got to tell everybody. Yeah. You know, your experiences with warfare, right? You don't got to like go to everybody and tell them all the details about all the things and, you know, and, you know, and all the weird stuff you did in response to it. You don't have to tell anybody all that stuff. But one time, at least, in a, a sacred place, a right place, where you can where you can get it off your chest and you can communicate about it and you can let it out, you know, and if you need to talk about it and, like, have input from others, you have to be around people who can comprehend what you're talking about. Uh, you know, when you try to judge yourself from the standard of a civilian who has never... Um, been called to war, uh, you're trying to go back to a place that you can't go back to. You know, you can't go back to that. I mean, you can go back to who you were before then, because you still are that person. These are experiences that you're adding to your experience. But because of these experiences, um, you, you, <clears throat> because of these experiences, it doesn't serve me properly. It isn't accurate for me to let myself be judged or um, let the let let myself be advised by people who have no idea what the reality is of what I've done. So it's better to find people who are more experienced, right? This is what I think. So I, you know, I like going to the veteran groups. I like going to where there's other veterans who have dealt with um, similar stuff, and you know, and where, where we've, where they've learned. I mean, I've never been to a, a, a veteran, like a group, um, session. I've never been to one of these where, you know, dudes weren't super humble about everything too, because, you know, there's guys who seen, you know, uh, you know, hundreds of bodies, you know, at their hands. And then there's guys who've seen, you know, somebody, you know, try to kill them, right? And 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 there's not a difference it, when you get down to what's going on. There, I mean, there's totally different stories, and that's why there's not a difference, right? Like you're not, you know, what this person's experiencing, and what this person's experiencing are 100% valid and equal in every way, regardless of what the story is that they've experienced. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. So so that's important, you know, that's and that's yeah. a big deal. And that's 
man, if, if, if anybody's listening to this and is thinking like, oh, how do I deal with my PTSD? You know, I'm still drinking and I'm, you know, or I'm shooting dope or whatever, you know, or I'm, or I'm just a dickhead generally to fucking everybody because I'm just a, just a giant asshole and I've come to embrace that I'm a dick, you know, or whatever you've got going on, whatever your story is, you think your story is like, check in on this, what I'm saying. It's important. You know, you can, you can be doing really, really well, uh, even though you still have PTSD. You can be doing really, really well. You don't have to, it doesn't have to suck. It doesn't have to always suck, man. Like, you can come to understand a lot of things, but it will suck tremendously um, for periods when you go through the actual emotions and take real responsibility for things. That's another important thing, man. I think a lot of us killed ourselves. I think that a lot of guys killed themselves because they didn't know what they were actually responsible for. And so they were taking on additional things. And a tendency that I think we all have is to is to go for the worst, just the most intense that we can bring on ourselves, especially if we feel like guilt is appropriate. And so if we let ourselves feel guilt or shame, even worse, shame, then we want to take on like the worst things, like because that feels like appropriate responsibility because we feel like we've done so bad, you know, and and that's not uh, that's not accurate. It's not correct. And so it's just that little difference between, you know, oh, I beat the shit out of myself and I take on all the shame and me recognizing that, oh, yeah, man, like <clears throat> there was nothing I can do about this guy. You know, he did what he did. And um, and it and that happened because that's what happened. Um, and I take on my actual responsibility in that and say, well, you know, I, I, I owe it to myself and to the situation to feel my grief for the inability to do anything, you know, uh, that's really hard. It's hard for people. Yeah. And it's, uh, I think it's, it's especially hard when, when like you, you almost have to detach or f have a certain way to respond to, uh, those thoughts when, when they start creeping in because, because they can they can come out of nowhere and they can you know and they can they can overtake you and I think uh, I, I mean we we kind of see just with the climbing uh, I, I mean we're, the military's been actively trying to prevent suicides for for how many years now and the suicides just keep going up like and and so at, at some point uh, they they maybe have to face that that something's not working I, I don't know if it's um, you know, if it's the leadership or, or whatever it is, but, um, but you know, there's, I mean, there's, there's, there's lots of resources and, and I know you, you work on a lot of that, uh, you work on a lot of that stuff, um, to, to help veterans sort through, uh, their, their traumatic experiences. And I know, I mean, that's the, you, you still do a lot of work in that and, yeah. and, um, so, I like what you said about about confronting it though, um, and 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 it being in the right circumstances, and uh, I think that's that's one of the things that you have, and we'll wrap up the episode. Just 
Uh, just because I've got to get going. I apologize. I didn't allocate more time. Oh, yeah. Uh, I don't even know how much <laughs> we've taken. Probably. Yeah, I don't know. Um, but where where can people find you or where, where can people find resources to, yeah. to uh, sort through some of this? So uh, com. It's uh, D-A-S-H-O-O-A-H. Uh, Delta, Alpha, Sierra, uh, hotel, yeah, hotel, uh, yeah, Hua, right? Oscar, 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 Oscar. yeah, uh, Alpha Hotel. Anyway, so that's where you can find us, www.dashua.com. That's the kind of the parent label there, and then our other uh, websites are linked in it. So you get to um, uh, the Heroes Haven, www.theheroeshaven, the um, and it's heroes plural. You know, so if you're trying to like go there off of what I'm telling you, it's uh, H E R O E S Haven. So it looks like Heroes Eshaven. Eshaven. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Anyways, uh, so yeah, you could go there and you can find us. And um, you know, my email's on there too. So you know, if you want to talk or um, figure things out, I'm I'm myself and and the rest of us. We're, you know, we're trying to figure out ways to be able to. Um, support the community and support one another and to do so in ways that are sustainable that you know um you know we don't we're not all just killing ourselves devoting everything that we own into uh you know an attempt to do something when when you know we can all come together and kind of just do this thing together responsibly and and we're going to help each other out and it's going to be good because you know we have that same goal of just helping each other succeed so yeah so you know hit me up reach out you guys you know anybody who's listening feel free you can reach me that way yeah yeah well appreciate your time i, I think i'm gonna uh you have a program coming up i'm gonna i'm gonna check it out yeah uh so so uh, appreciate your time das hua yeah. uh <laughs> frankie <laughs> yeah thanks man. um yeah well uh I guess we'll call an episode. All right, that's man. Hey, thank you very much. Thanks for having me on, man. Yeah, thanks for, for letting me record in your, in your studio. Yeah, <laughs> we'll have to do it again, dude. Yeah, for sure, yeah. brother.